נדרים דף ה' עמוד א', לינגוויסטיק אמביוטי, מודרני המח לא משמע דאמר אסור. There's an important piece of Gemara that we're going to have a look at uh, today on Daf Hey Amud Aleph. Uh, but in, in the process of doing so, we're also going to become familiar with a new friend in the Darim. As I said to you, as one gets into a new Masechta, one becomes familiar with new Rishonim and sometimes Achronim um, that, that are just masterful on that particular Masechta. So in the Darim, of course, we've, we, we've gotten used to the run or we're getting used to the run as being the primary Mefaresh on the on the Masechta. Uh, and today we, we meet somebody else who's who's really very important the issue that we're dealing with is uh, a statement of uh, Shmuel about yadot nadarim yad, yad, yad nadarim we've mentioned the idea before the idea of a yad is do we actually have to say, state the formula for a neder? Is a neder formalistic, that you've actually got to say it with a certain template, a, w- a way of pronouncing particular words? Or does, is it just a matter of expression of intention? And if it is not formalistic, if you're allowed to um, use it not, not entirely accurately, but use your own language, then we come into the principle of yad. And yad means that you don't actually articulate the full neder, but it's clear from what you're saying that you intend to make a neder. That's the yad, the idea of a handle uh, of, of the neder. You actually start the, the wording of the neder, but you don't complete it. And in this section of yadot, we have two different types of yadot. We have yadaim mochichot and yadaim delo mochichot. Sometimes a person can say something in an obscure sort of way, but it's very clear what he means. And sometimes you can say it in an obscure way, and it's not so clear what, what he means, what, what you mean. Um, there are different ways of possibly interpreting what you mean. And the question is, how ambiguous do you really need to be in this case? And we have the case of, of Shmuel, and Shmuel says Shmuel, one of the very important uh, Amoraim at the beginning of the Amoraic period, and we're going to work with him a lot in this Masechta. Um, and Shmuel says here, that if a person says specifically, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm being madir you from me. In other words, um, I, I don't want any benefit from you, but he specifies, I don't want to eat from your food. I don't want to taste anything of yours. Then clearly that's what's asur. But if he says it in a general statement, mudrani I'm, I'm making a neder not to have, that's, I'm making a neder from you. Lo mashmad amar asur. That's, that in itself is not language of isur. That's not unambiguous enough. It's unclear uh, because it could mean I don't want to speak to you. It could mean I don't want to be in your company. It could mean I don't want to do business with you. I don't want to stand with, in your proximity. There are all sorts of things it could mean and explains the run. Since it could mean so many different things, it doesn't mean anything because on each thing which we say, maybe he means I don't want to do business with you. Yeah, but maybe not. Maybe he means I don't want to eat with you. And maybe he means I want to eat with you. Well, maybe not. Maybe he means I don't want to stand in your proximity. So there's no way we can clarify. And that's therefore not a, a yad of, of a neder. Uh, and therefore, it's completely invalid. We don't regard his words at all. It's not a neder. We don't say, well, we, let's take the most general meaning, which is, I will have no benefit from you, whatever. Uh, any benefit from you is forbidden to me by neder. We don't say that. We just say, it, it's gobbledygook. It's language that doesn't mean anything. We discard it. 
However, we have the uh, an interesting introduction of Rabbi Avram Minahar. And I want to tell you about Rabbi Avram Minahar, both from a personal perspective and from a historic perspective. So Rabbi Avram Minahar is a Rishon who lived in the area of Provence in the 14th century, the early 14th century. What's interesting and important about Rabbi Avram Minahar is his work was unknown and undiscovered until very recently, um, only about 100 years ago. Uh, or, or even less. Um, uh, his work was was undiscovered, and importantly, his work was was. What happened was there was a manuscript of his which the Chidor had. Uh, the Chidor was a great scholar and collector of manuscripts and a historian as well as, well as being a supreme Talmud Chacham. Uh, the, the, um, the manuscript was bought by a man in Padua. Um, uh, and inherited by his son, who was Yosef Elmanzi. So Yosef Elmanzi's father bought the manuscript from the Chidor and sold it to the British Museum in around 1860, 1862, somewhere around there. Um, and it was discovered by a great Talmud Chochem and researcher, Harav Blau from, from New York, discovered it in the British Museum in the 1950s, and he wrote it up and published it in 1962. What's important is it's the only Rishon that we have whose published material was written from his own hands, handwritten hand, manuscript. Yeah, the Rashbo and the Ritvo and the Ramban, everything else that we have is published out of manuscripts uh, that were written, copies that were made, not necessarily in the handwriting of the Rishon himself. But this is an actual manuscript of Rabbi Avraham Minahar, which first became available to the world of Torah in 1962. And it's a parish on the Darim and Nazir. And why it's interesting to me so particularly is because I went to Gates at the first year in yeshiva after school was in 1967. That was my first year learning with uh, my cousin, Harav and Rabbi Avraham Guvas, the Rosh Yeshiva of, of Gates. And we were learning the Dorim. And this was the first opportunity that he had to use Rabav Romi Nahar. And he was so excited with Rabav Romi Nahar that uh, on my Gemara Nadorim from that time, there are notes on almost every page about things that Rabav Romi Nahar said. And, and what's further interesting is Rabav Romi Nahar had access to the Rashi that we don't have. So we don't have Rashi and Nadorim, as I've told you, we don't have Rashi and Nazir. But on this piece of Gemara, Rabbi Avram Inahar brings the Rashi on Nadorim, which we don't have, and he questions Rashi because Rashi says in this in, in the Rashi on Nadorim that in this case that we're talking about, where this man's neder is ambiguous, we do consider it binding on general, a generic binding on Hanaah. We don't call it gobbledygook and therefore invalid altogether. And he questions it because Rashi himself in Masech the Nazir uh, says the opposite. Uh, and he suggests that Rashi wrote his parish on the Dorim when he was very young. Uh, and he wrote his parish on the Nazir later. In the meanwhile, he had an opportunity to talk to his Rabbeim uh, about his view on, and, the, and, the, and his thoughts. And he introduces, Rashi says in the Dorim, on that Rashi, which we don't have, but Rabbeinu Avram in our does have, Rashi says, Amarli Hamore, my teacher taught me. And then he goes on to say, um, that no matter what a person thinks, he's got to say the formula, he's got to say the work, work, words, otherwise he's not a, not a nausea. Um, and therefore he believes, says the Rabbeinu Avram in Aha, that after talking to his teachers about his his uh, view of of the parish of of Nadarim, he actually changed his mind on a number of issues, and we see that in Nazir.
And I wondered, it's just, in, uh, it's just in, uh, a suggestion, I don't have any basis whatever for it, whether part of the reason we don't have Rashi on the Darim, since he wrote it when he was so young, and a lot of it, is, it seems, was reversed by his teachers, I wonder whether Rashi himself put it away with the intention of rewriting it sometime later. And I mean, Avrom Inahar has that original version of Rashi, which Rashi deviates from uh, later on. But anyway, that is just a, a beautiful piece of, of, of history in a way, as we're understanding it and as we're getting to learn the principles of Yadot Nadarim, words that are not articulated in full, they're partial articulations. How unambiguous do they need to be? Yadaim Mochichot and Yadaim Lo Mochichot. We'll be learning a lot more about that in the coming days.